You are listening to Two Rare Mama Bears, a Cure CMD podcast where we discuss all things congenital muscular dystrophy and rare disease. I am Maddie Manley, a Pacific Northwest mom to an adorable son with CMD. And I am Megan Meyer, a Midwest mom to a sweet daughter with CMD. Together, we are Two Rare Mama Bears. We hope to share with you challenges, struggles, triumphs, and accolades in the congenital muscular dystrophy and rare disease community while learning and growing along the way. Good morning, Megan. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Maddie? Oh, doing pretty good. It's kind of early here, but we're well, awake. It's not so early, but two time zone differences. So. <laughs> yeah, so true. So true. We get three time zones this morning with our guest. Yeah, we are across three time zones um, between you and I and Susan, and we'll hear from Susan here in a minute. I think, though, before we get to Susan and Million Dollar Bike Ride, um, gosh, you know, you've got a lot going on in life right now. I think we all have a lot going on in life right now. I think we come into that when we become a special needs family or somebody dealing with congenital muscular dystrophy, I think just by the course of having to do everything that comes with this life, we become this high functioner individual that takes a lot on our plate and is rearranging anything and everything just to accommodate everything. And you're a prime example of that right now, Miss Maddie. Oh my goodness. I do. I think I totally agree with that. I think as you come into this community and this life, uh, you whether that's your personality or not, that's how you end up. I know right now we are selling, well, that we're just about to close on the home that I'm sitting in. And then we're trying to get into a new home, but things aren't quite happening there. So we're living half an hour out of town with my parents and commuting quite a bit into town for stuff. And then the podcast. Therapy appointments. Yeah. And then we have therapy appointments. Matthew's in preschool. Miranda's in kindergarten. So they have different pickup times. And then we've got a two-year-old, too, that seems to need to eat and stuff like that during the day. Well, that, you know, that'd be important. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> those little things. Children. Right. Uh, yesterday, I know it was crazy trying to finish getting this house packed and getting groceries because my kids were like, Mom, we're out of everything. (laughs) And then, yeah, living in two houses is a little crazy, but with therapy appointments and doctor's appointments, I think we just kind of naturally take on all those different things in hopes that everything will flow nicely at some point. (laughs) I know we're hoping for some nice, easier flow once we get into the new house that'll be in a better location and a little more accessible for family and friends so and Matthew and Matthew well he's kind of family I guess accessible for Matthew accessible for Matthew it is I'm super excited the other version of accessible yes yes uh I'm super excited because this house is almost pretty much perfect for us there's no stairs getting into the house which means he, if he's at the point where he needs to get in in a scooter or anything, he can get into the house. Right now, he's still able to walk in, except that every house we looked at, he said, does it have a ramp for my chair, mom? <laughs> at least he's honest. He is. And he's very concerned about his friend Angela being able to get in in her scooter. So he always asks, does it have a ramp for my chair? Can Angela come in in her scooter? Can I ride it? Scooter? <laughs> yep. Aww. It's pretty cute. So I'm excited. 
today we're going to talk to Susan Lee Miller, who is an organizer on the Cure CMD team for the Million Dollar Bike Ride on May 20th. And she's going to describe to us about the bike ride as well as talk about the importance of connecting to and within the community of congenital muscular dystrophy and what they made happen due to that connection. And what an awesome thing to have on her plate right now with the amazing opportunity that the Million Dollar Bike Ride presents for her family and the community. So Susan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family and how you got involved uh, with Cure CMD? Um, well, I have a son who just turned 20 and he has a collagen 6 CMD, which used to be called Ulrich type. Um, so we've been involved for a long time. And I guess I started the Ulrich uh, Yahoo group, which was like our support group over 10 years ago. And we've just been involved with Cure CMD since the beginning, really. So tell us a little bit, uh, what's your son's name? Tell us a little bit about when you first noticed symptoms with him and, you know, just a brief history. Well, his name's Liam. He um, was born full term, but it definitely had issues uh, from birth. I mean, his, his hands were bent all the way back to his forearms and his feet were bent all the way back to his shins. But at the same time, then he had contractures in his knees and his hips. You know, there were clearly problems, just really floppy, um, really tender. He, he had no creases on his hands, like where babies have, you know, they fist. He, he didn't do that. His hands were always like this. So they knew something was wrong and, it, you know, ruled out a, a few pretty significant diseases right off the bat. Um, but then we just kind of were in limbo for a while. And at age two and a half, I believe he got tested for arthrogryposis because it was kind of similar. But then they realized he had um, Ulrichs, which that's what they called Ulrich now collagen six. But at the time they said, well, we were told there was only five documented cases of it, and don't look online because you're not going to find anything. So it was, you know, now that was whatever seventeen ish years ago. So there really wasn't a lot of information. Um, however, there were a lot more people uh, diagnosed with it than they originally thought. And um, when he was four and a half, we had the diagnosis confirmed um, in Philadelphia. Uh, Dr. Carson Bonneman was the neurologist there and he was very well versed, you know, one of the experts, the world's experts in, in the congenital types and confirmed that he did have that type. So you said he's 20 and symptoms appeared right at birth. So I guess by default, does that make you a veteran parent at the CMD world? Definitely feel like a veteran. Yes. We've been involved in this for a long time. There's, you know, there's a lot of stages I think people go through. So we're kind of, I think now at like a plateau stage because now he's an adult. Everything that we were really afraid of kind of already happened. And now we're just, you know, status quo. Well, I know as a, I guess, a newer parent, because Matthew's only four, um, it's so nice to have some veteran parents around and in the community to be able to talk to, visit with, and learn from. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, then we found that you're always learning from other parents, and everybody does things a little bit differently or find things that work for them that are a little bit different. And it's just, it's really, really helpful to be connected to those other families. So as a veteran parent, I know 
couple conversations we've had, which maybe we should back up on how we know each other. The, you know, the how Maddie and I got introduced to you. Maddie and I were advocating on Capitol Hill for Cure CMD um, at the end of February, and Jesse Parks was there also doing the same thing, and we connected ourselves to her, and then we had a lengthy conversation one afternoon where she mentioned to us the Million Dollar Bike Ride, which is what we're talking about today, and Jesse's husband is on the Million Dollar Bike Ride team with you, and we said, when this podcast idea came up, why don't we do an episode that's just about Collagen 6, just about Million Dollar Bike Ride, and really dive deep into it, and so via technology, Jesse got us all together, and, and we're grateful to be able to interact and learn more about your subtype and about this wonderful event. I think it's a great way to continue to put Cure CMD out into the vocabulary of people around us. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it, it's such a unique event as well. So um, we're, we're so glad to, that you're highlighting it and we're you know definitely glad to be a part of it. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit, little bit about the Million Dollar Bike Ride that'll be on Sunday, May 20th. And um, about your team, what happens that day, and give us the details. Okay, so um, back, I guess, in 2011, the um, University of Pennsylvania had founded the Penn Medicine Orphan Disease Center, and their goal is to promote development of therapies across a broad range of orphan diseases. So their, their whole, you know, project is orphan diseases and, and getting research done for those diseases um, collectively. So as it turned out, one of somebody in our community, which is Luke Hoban, was uh, an undergraduate of University of Pennsylvania, and he and his mom, Diane, got introduced to the director there, Jim Wilson, and they were telling them, oh, there's going to be this million-dollar bike ride, which what they were doing was they were going to have teams of people who are associated with rare diseases, raise money for the rare diseases. And then the Penn Medicine was going to match the funds that they raised, but having it all specifically go to grants for research. So the inaugural ride was 2014. Um, So Diane and and Luke and their family, the Hovens, were involved and got some friends and family. And so I believe it was the 2015, she probably asked me to do it that year, but I didn't really understand it and because they were like 40 minutes away from us. So it just, you know, we didn't get involved. But 2015, I was like, okay. And my husband rides bike. So we um, signed up the week before and I did the 12 mile. My husband did one of the longer rides. And now were you a bike rider yourself? No, I'm a runner and he's, okay. he's a cyclist. So he did know people um, and got a couple of people on board. But then I was like, oh, that's what this is about. So then I bought my bike so that the next year I'd be ready to do like one of the longer rides. And now I have a road bike and a lot of my running friends ride. And so we were able to get um, a lot of our friends involved last year. Um, we had 40 people on our team, which was very exciting. And awesome. it was just fun. It's a fun day. And, you know, everybody's there for this great ride, but it's also for, you know, this great cause when you explain to them that the money we raise, including registration fees all goes directly to research. Like it, as long as we raise $20,000 up to $50,000 that all that money gets matched by the Penn medicine orphan disease center. And it goes specifically to a grant. So that 
And I think that's important to highlight. It's matched dollar for dollar, which is amazing. I think that is such an opportunity. I'm glad that that this college and six communities really jumped onto that. Yes. Unheard of. Unheard of. And it's, I I would send it out in emails or whatever. And I'm like, okay, read this again, dollar for dollar. Like it just doesn't make sense unless really, unless you have someone explain it to you, like in person, it really helps to, you know, fully get the, you know, how, how important this is to our community. And right. I know when Jesse was telling Maddie and I, I mean, I think Maddie, your words were, wait, rewind, back up. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Wait, hold on. Is that really yeah. what they do? Like, <laughs> they really do that? And I was exactly. like, okay, we definitely need to get more information about this and be more involved with the Cure CMD community with this bike ride, because that is an amazing opportunity. Yeah, it really, it really has been, it's just been great. I mean, it's, um, we've gotten a lot of support. Um, I mean, $20,000 is a lot of money to raise. So we didn't do it every single year. We've done it in most years. Um, but now you're kind of, they've, you know, as, as things move along, they've changed it that you kind of have to raise the 20000 or the money just goes to the general fund. So we really, this year, have an increased need to raise that kind of money. Urgency. I think, urgency, you know, in the, yes. we all kind of talk in the rare disease community that urgency is key for everybody and in, in different aspects, urgent to get to a treatment, urgent to get to a cure, in this sense, urgent to get to the fundraising dollars. It, yeah. it, you know, we just keep hearing some of the same points over and over again. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up, that you it is an urgent um, need. So if people want to get involved, they can get involved a couple different ways with the bike ride or fundraising with the bike ride, correct? Um, yeah, we this year we were encouraging uh, other families to um, fundraise on our behalf. I mean, not we, what we found out was some of the other teams that they didn't actually have necessarily have everyone here in the Philadelphia area. They had a family in California, for example, do fundraising and fundraise a lot for their team and then just divert the funds back to the million dollar bike ride. They never even did the ride. Um, so that this year we reached out to a few families with, you know, trying to do the same thing. So we have at least, well, at least one, one family who is doing a more of a community event with their school. So they won't necessarily be doing our ride, but they'll be doing it their own kind of event, a, a ride. Um, and then another family is fundraising. I'm not sure that they're coming or not coming. It's possibly they're coming, but we're definitely glad to have them on board and to help us, you know, in any, any way any of the families can. Will any of the donations after the million dollar bike ride be contributed to the team? Um, is there a time, what's the timeline for donations to come in? Um, they give us a little bit of a grace period. And um, you know, the beginning of June um, would be ideal if donations could go in by, you know, the beginning of June. I understand that Cure CMB is also willing to take donations as long as they're designated to the million dollar bike ride. And then they will, um, then write us a check. So if people wanted to donate directly to Cure CMD, noting you know that it's for the million dollar bike ride, or they can go on the fundraising pages. I, I believe you have um, Jesse's fundraising page. Yep, we will share links with the podcast descriptions of that. Um, but Cure CMD, I'm sure they can just go to curecmd.org and then the donations yes. link. Yes, and but in make, that process, make sure tag it. Make sure you tag it that you want it to go to million dollar bike ride. Right, exactly. 
Yep. And we'll make sure we get all those links on Facebook and all that too, so people can easily find them. You've, you said you have a team of about 40 last year? Yeah, last year we did. Do you think the team will be about the same size this year? Um, I'm hoping so. We right now have 20 people signed up. Um, we were fortunate because Liam and Luke both play on a, um, a wheelchair hockey team. Um, and this year that team is called the Philadelphia Power Play. It's now called the Philadelphia Flyers Power Play. They just associated with the NHL team, the Philadelphia Flyers. So we, um, last year, one of the alumni, um, Brad Marsh, he's a former flyer. He is an avid cyclist. So he actually joined our team last year and signed up this year as well. So that's exciting. So we have um, people from a variety of places, some, some of Diane's family, some of our friends, some of our, you know, my running friends, my husband's cycling friends. So it's, it's fun. Like my sister helps out with, with photos and it's, you know, we get, try to grab people from wherever we can. And we've had a lot of support. Should we do some of the logistics, just the quick facts of who, what, when, where, how? With a bike ride? Yep. Um, it's called the Million Dollar Bike Ride. It's um, uh, milliondollarbikeride.org. It's going to take place May 20th at Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania. I believe the start time for the first rides are 7.30 a.m. And there's a 13 mile, a 34 mile, and a 72 mile ride. So people do all different lengths. The 13 mile is more on a closed, for the most part, a closed course. So it's, you know, for people who aren't maybe as used to riding on the roads, especially in the city. Um, But the major intersections, they do have traffic people there. So it is, you know, it's a, a very well organized ride. And then afterwards, they have food and there's, they have a field house where there's, um, things for kids going on and uh, information on the teams and the other teams and videos and, you know, just trying to bring awareness to everybody about, about all the different disease teams. Sure. And so people in the Philadelphia area, even if they're not bike riders, they can still come to the event and support you because there isn't, if I understand right, there is an area, um, like you said, that's got kids activities and so forth, just to come cheer you on and be your support system. Yes. Yes. The, the, Fieldhouse, I'm actually not sure of the name of it offhand, but the, where we start, there's a, an indoor area with events, you know, things going on for kids, and it's, it's nice. They, they've done a really nice job. So let's chat a little bit about where the money, what research project the money helped fund last year. Okay, so last year, well, the first two grants that we did were different uh, types of CMD last year because. Andy Parks had joined us, and now we had three families from the same, you know, the same collagen six uh, disease that we focused more on the collagen six, and we were able to fund a CRISPR disease or a CRISPR gene, a grant for CRISPR research, which CRISPR is a way to delete, replace, or otherwise edit DNA. So it's really like kind of the up and coming research that's happening in in a variety of diseases. There's a lot of promise with CRISPR. So Dr. Alessandra Recchia was our person who received the grant to target allele-specific collagen-6 mutations in patients' fibroblasts was the official description. That's going to feel pretty neat to be able to do an event that fundraise dollars that goes specifically for your subtype that your family deals with 
and knowing that that research is on the cutting edge? Oh, it definitely was all of that. I mean, for the first two grants, you know, we were very excited about because, uh, you know, we, we certainly know people with every type of CMD that we've met over the years at all the conferences. And there's always that hope that when one type makes an advance in research that it's going to, you know, positively affect all the types. Um, so that is the goal. Um, but last year's was very exciting because what you just said, it was, it's like the cutting edge therapy. And, you know, we really didn't know down until the, the wire, if we had raised that money. So there was like so much build up to it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we ultimately, I think we raised like 23,000 and then the grant was 46,000. Yay! (laughs) And that was huge. It was huge. Or 47,000, I guess is what it came out to. But we really don't know until the end, necessarily, when we were that close, you know, when we were counting pennies. And we're just hoping this year, with more families on board, we're, we're ahead of the game, is what our hope is. So with the grant process, um, how do you guys kind of start that? And what is the, the flow for the process of getting the grants? They put out a request for application specifically to the communities that do the research and then people will submit their grants and then they are, um, I guess we get to choose, our team gets to choose a few, three people to uh, review the, the requests and then they rank them and then it ultimately goes to Penn Medicine and then they take all the recommendations into account and they, they actually do the final um, choosing of the grant. Um, but with all, you know, with the input from, from the people that, that we've put in place to do that. And one of the individuals that you guys help put in place for that is someone like the scientific director from Cure CMD. Yes, last year um, Gustavo was was one of the re- the person who reviews it. So they were all people who you know certainly understand CMD and the research, and you know are are very well versed in what they're looking at. Right. Well, this just sounds like an awesome event. And to reiterate how people can get involved, they can use a link to donate, which we'll share. They can show up day of and cheer you on. They can contact one of you if they'd like to join the team. Absolutely, yes. Any other ways that they can get involved on this event specifically? Um, on this event? No, I think, I think that's it. I mean, if anyone wanted to you know, fundraise on our behalf or you know, set up an event to then have the money go to the towards our event. We can, uh, Penn has fundraising pages that we were able to have them set up through and then it get, comes back to us. So that's one way, or, or if they wanted to um, have it go to Kirsi and be designated as the million dollar bike ride, it also could then come back to us. Awesome. Well, Susan, thanks so much for telling us about Million Dollar Bike Ride. If we can pick your brain for just a minute. Yes. Of, as a veteran parent that you are to us newer parents and any of anybody that's listening, can you give us some lessons you've learned along the way? Um, not specific to the bike ride. So okay. just talking congenital muscular dystrophy now. Give us some lessons that you've learned or key points. Um. Well, one of the things, and probably you already learned this just from your recent event in Washington, but getting out there and talking to people and talking to other people in the community, um, in the CMD community, but also talking to 
just tell your story and have people meet your children. And you just never know who is going to have that piece of information or that contact that then will lead you somewhere else. So not being shy about sharing your story. I felt like we were in a a position where my son had an obvious physical disability. So it wasn't something that I could hide or pretend wasn't happening. I mean, obviously people saw it. So it made it a lot easier to share with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were curious and, you know, using the, you know, your own experiences as, as teaching moments, I guess, is, is really important. And just connecting with the, the CMD community is just knowing you're not alone is huge and huge. And like I said, you just learn from everybody. I mean, I've learned things that they don't necessarily need to use per se, but I was like, Oh, I want to thought of doing things that way or, you know, really helpful, or, or maybe I could then help someone else by passing on that information. Right. I think you said even that taking on an idea from somebody or helping them with the idea, even if you don't feel ready at the moment, yes. because jumping in feet first, it, you know, in the life that we all lead, jumping in feet first is lots of times what will help make change. Right. Exactly. And sometimes it's better not to just think something through, just do it. Because when, for example, when Diane, you know, when they were presented the idea about the bike ride, well, they're not really bike riders. I guess she had a bike, but so they just did it. They just jumped in, got people on board and, you know, and then now five years later, we're an established, you know, successful team. Sometimes you just can't think, you just have to act. And then review and revise maybe what you've done <laughs> for future uh, actions. But yeah, and, and, and sometimes I guess there might be opportunities that don't seem ideal, but you, you never know, they may turn into something better for you. You know, if there's a, a fundraising opportunity or something you can get involved with, it might be worth trying because you just don't know where it's, where it's leading. I know growing up, my mom always told me all they can say is no. And I think in the last couple of years, that's been something that we've had to learn. As you talked about, sometimes you just have to jump in. Sometimes you just have to ask, you know, can you help us with this? This is what we're doing. The worst they can say is no. But what if they say, oh, yeah, I have a great idea for this. I can help you in this way. And it's something way more than you ever imagined being able to receive. So all they can say is no. Exactly. Has yeah, I would agree with that. That's great advice for sure. It reiterates why we're all doing what we're doing, getting the word out and engaging the community. Yeah. Do you have some favorite experiences or memories with the CMD community or in your journey and adventure? Um, with the CMD community, specific to the bike ride, do you mean, or just in general? Just in general as a parent with a child with CMD? Um, you know, I guess we've gotten together with people in the community many times over the years for different things. There's been a lot of conferences. There's been, um, there was a five-year um, natural history study that we were involved with. So we saw the same families five years in a row. I think, you know, just getting together and hearing other people's stories, what they go through, just the day-to-day stuff that is some of the things that people take for granted and they just don't realize you know, for in our case, it's using a wheelchair and what that means. And there's just a lot of 
funny anecdotes that I think people have for whatever. I mean, riding the train or, you know, going in a building or, you know, always going in the back door. Not always, but, you know, there's, there's times we've gone through the kitchen into a restaurant. I mean, just hearing other people's stories like that. I mean, it's funny at, um, at times. Sometimes it's frustrating, um, but collectively it's you, you don't feel alone. So I think those kind of things where you're just sharing just even the day-to-day events uh, has been really, really helpful. And, you know, I, I've, we've definitely met a lot of people that I obviously would not have met without this. And, you know, definitely grateful for that as well. People now, you know, we, we more or less consider them family. We know how that goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, Megan, I would say one of my best friends lives in Spokane. Right. I think last night we were talking and I was like, where's my, my friend to hang out with? Where's my buddy? Oh, she's in Iowa. Right. Exactly. Do either of you watch Speechless? No. I've watched some of it. Okay. Never mind. I'm not caught up. Sorry. (laughs) Minnie Driver is so mama bear. And at one point in the school, they're trying to take JJ in the back door. (sighs) I did see that one. Yeah, and that was the first episode I saw. And I was like, these are my people. She's right? speaking to what I'm talking about. Yes, my child does not go in the back door. Front right. door. In D.C., we had that experience. Actually, my Washington team, we couldn't get into one of the representative buildings. And they had us like go in through the basement and this back door. And it took a, we were late for one of our meetings because of the route that we had to take because we had people in scooters and chairs and uh-huh. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, those kind of stories, it's just, you know, it's, it's nice to know you're not alone. I mean, it's definitely not ideal, but yeah, those sharing those kind of what has become our norm, you know, is, is definitely helpful. Well, on that note, we want to hear from you community. If you have other stories that are similar and you'd like to share with us that we can talk about in a future podcast episode, please engage with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Susan, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to discuss this with us and teach us about million dollar bike rides so that as a community, we can all embrace you guys and rally behind you and help you um, meet your fundraising goals. We look forward to seeing photos that you all will share after the event and hearing about it. Oh, well, thank you so much for your interest. And this is awesome that you're doing this podcast. Um, Really, what a a great addition to the Cure CMD family. Thank Uh you. Thank you again, Susan. No, we'll be cheering you on from Washington and Iowa. Thanks for joining us and listening to Two Rare Mama Bears, a Cure CMD podcast, where these two mama bears will leave no stone unturned. Because failure is not an option. This podcast is nothing without you, our listeners. We welcome your feedback and topic suggestions. Please interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you will find us, Two Rare Mama Bears. Please subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications of new episodes and give us a rating or review. We would like to thank the talented individuals who keep us on task and make this podcast sound great. Luke Manley and Justin Meyer, respectively. The views expressed in this recording do not represent the opinion of CureCMD or your podcast provider. Medical or research opinions expressed in this podcast should not be substituted or interpreted as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any health-related concerns.